0: With the current market conditions and what we have seen throughout the crypto industry, it highlights the importance of self-custody and holding your private keys with Bitcoin. Ledger, they're the largest crypto hardware wallet in the world. They're trusted by over 4 million customers. Their Ledger Live app makes it easy to securely manage, buy, and trade your crypto. If you do not control your own private keys, you simply do not own your Bitcoin. Exchanges have had an exhaustive history of being hacked. Not all, but some. Hardware wallets protect against you losing your funds. To get started today, go into the link in my show notes and start securing your Bitcoin assets with Ledger. What's going on, everyone? Thank you for watching and listening to another episode of Insightful Principles. In today's content, I really want to break down where is the yield coming from? When you think about a lot of these yield-based services within the crypto industry, it has become a very prevalent topic right now when we've seen the recent fallouts with Celsius, FTX. I think it's very important to talk about the counterparty risks because- Throughout 2020, 2021, everyone was such on a high with kind of stating that I can be able to get yield on my crypto using this platform, whether you're looking at, you know, Gemini, uh, Genesis, you know, looking at what happened with Terra Luna and their anchor protocol. Uh, I really want to take some time to really explain the counterparty risk associated with yield services among these centralized crypto exchanges. And I think many of the collapses that we've seen throughout 2022 is it was a result of a lot of these exchanges taking customer deposits and they participated in high leverage speculative activities in order to provide that yield back to the depositors. We saw it with Celsius, like I mentioned, you know, FTX right now, uh, uh, SBF Sam, Bankman Freed has has been arrested. Uh, He's he's had a lot of charges. Uh that has been sent against him for fraud uh, for commingling customer deposits and actually uh, doing margin trading uh, with, with Alameda. Uh, so it's just a lot of chaos and a lot of contagion going on with that. So I thought that it would be really good to do an episode to really talk about where are these yields coming from. And the issue that I'm seeing with many of these platforms that are offering a guaranteed return, which that should be an automatically red flag. If you're using the crypto platform and they're stating to you that this is a guaranteed yield that you're going to get regardless and there's not any risk with that um you should stray away from that you shouldn't invest in it because it's just not tangible you know anything any investment you make comes with a certain level of risk whether it's low moderate high uh there is a risk whenever you're making an investment even if it's a yield-based product so i think everyone needs to be aware there's going to be a more there's going to be other crypto platforms that are going to promote themselves as providing this guarantee yield um, on your crypto to be able to stake and you have to just be able to pay attention to those red flags and i think that when these platforms are offering this guaranteed return uh, on your crypto often they don't even have enough assets on their balance sheets to be able to provide that yield back to you and that was the case with FTX. We 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 now know with looking at their recent bankruptcy filing um that they had a negative 8 billion dollar uh, balance sheet. So a lot of their assets that they claimed to have were very illiquid. Um they were participating in a lot of high risk activities and they weren't really Uh, looking in the best interests of their customers of their lenders and they were really reckless with their uh, lending protocols with their investing protocols and it just goes to show in their specific case they did not have the proper risk management in place and i think many of the reasons why these crypto exchanges go bankrupt um even when you look at ftx um, it was often a facade. It, it was often they were trying to portray that they were this big company that had all of these sponsorships, that had a tangible business model. Uh, SBF was, you know, stated that he was going to be the next Warren Buffett, Warren Buffett of crypto. You know, all of that stuff was pumping up a a fake image of what really was going on was they had a very a highly leveraged risky business that uh, really didn't have anything back in it you know the FTT token uh, I think that's another red flag when you look at these crypto exchanges where we're seeing it with Binance right now a lot of people are having questions with them uh, with their own Binance coin Uh, we look at uh, crypto.com Uh, with their uh, own CRO uh, token that they have. If you're a podcast enthusiast like I am, you probably thought about making a podcast on your own. Creating a podcast is one of the best decisions I've made personally, but it definitely can feel overwhelming when trying to start one on your own. That's where Buzzsprout comes in. Their platform is hands down the easiest and the best way to launch, promote, and track a professional podcast. It's in fact so good that they have helped over 100,000 people launch their own podcast. Buzzsprite will get your show on every major podcast directory, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes of your recording. You also get a great looking podcast website, detailed analytics to see how people are listening to your podcast, and tools to promote your episodes as well. Plus, Buzzsprout publishes new blog posts, podcast episodes, and YouTube videos every week so you can learn the ins and outs of podcasting from people that live it every day. To start your own podcast and to get a $20 Amazon gift card, follow the link in the show notes that lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you and help support our show, Buzzsprout, the easiest way to start a podcast. You know, I I don't think that an exchange needs to create a token um, in order to be able to build a business model uh, around their crypto exchange. And I think a lot of times when those coins are being created, a lot of times there's no value backing that coin. Uh, With Bitcoin, we understand that uh, it is a set monetary policy that's fixed and is driven by scarcity. You know what the monetary supply is. You know it's not going to go above 21 million satoshis we understand the use cases that bitcoin has with what we're seeing now with the lightning network and how it's making uh cross-border payments and payments globally uh, are able to be facilitated much faster and the fees are a lot lower so we see the use cases with something like bitcoin but with the ftt token it really wasn't anything backing it so i think that that's another red flag uh, when you are looking at these companies that have Uh, their own tokens oftentimes they're just trying to really pump and dump they're trying to pump their tokens to be able to participate in more high leverage activities and then oftentimes when they're when they get caught swimming naked uh which what we've seen with ftx when we see that their balance sheet doesn't even support the amount of money that they say that they have then that situation we see companies that go bankrupt that have a bank run Um, And their company completely just vanishes. And, you know, I think uh, another issue is a lot of these exchanges are really promoting themselves to be decentralized. But a lot of these companies uh, are actually centralized where a lot of the decisions are made by one person. And what we can see with FTX, they didn't have a board of directors. They didn't have a compliance department, which was another red flag. Uh, a lot of different things that you see that you really may not pay attention to that is quite obvious that their operation was really a centralized casino and they were essentially taking customers deposits. And when they did run into the balance sheet trouble that they had, um, they either what they've already done, they, they freeze assets of people that are on the platform and they can't take their money off of the platform um, or worst case scenario where you have these companies that go bankrupt. And this process can take years on years and you end up getting pennies on a dollar. And I was watching an interesting uh, podcast on Swag Signal uh, where there was two gentlemen by the name of Alan Ferriton and Anders Larson. And they got into a conversation around what are the yields and what are the productive assets backing uh, those yields and how yields cannot exist in the finance world without there being productive capital and assets backing it which I think that's very true you know we we understand that um the value that Bitcoin has and and we understand how it's going to change uh the world from a global reserve asset standpoint when you look at you know FTT FTX uh there there wasn't any productive assets ba- back that a uh, particular coin and and oftentimes you know I think a lot of these companies they get in over their heads um, they try to do margin, and I think that's what the challenging part is. When you see these companies offering these yield-based products, is that it's actually encouraging uh, risky behavior. It's encouraging uh, these uh, these uh, people that are the CEOs of these companies, these centralized exchanges, they're wanting to take riskier bets because they've they found a way to really create just a Ponzi where it's really nothing backing. Uh, their particular token and they're simply using the new customer deposits that are coming into their exchange and they're using that to pay uh, the pre-existing depositors that have been on the platform and I think that's the biggest thing that you see with a lot of these platforms it's just really a really a centralized casino built on top of a Ponzi scheme did you know that you can invest into Bitcoin through a tax shelter account Known as an IRA, iTrust Capital allows their clients to invest in crypto through an individual retirement account or an IRA. IRAs are tax-sheltered accounts, which means all your crypto trading is tax-free and can even grow tax-free over time. Clients have access to 24/7 investing anytime, anyplace. The best part is that it's totally free to open an account and there's no hidden fees you don't need to pay any monthly subscription or membership fees either with a new mobile app that allows clients to trade whenever they want iTrust capital has really earned its place in the market being voted best crypto investment platform in the us as a special tip for my viewers and listeners if you open and fund an account you will get a $100 funding bonus added to your account. To learn more, click the link in the show notes and open a free account and get started contributing to your Bitcoin IRA today. And I think it's unfortunate because a lot of these companies are promising annual returns. We've seen it with Celsius, uh, even with SBF, when he had a recent interview about a few weeks ago with Andrew Sorkin, he talked about how he didn't knowingly commingle customer funds. Um, However, John Ray, he actually recently just testified uh, to the House of Financial Services Committee in Washington, uh, actually this week. And he really talked about how customer assets from FTX were commingled with assets with Alameda. He also stated that Alameda used client funds to do margin trading, exposing them to massive losses. And as you can see that the proper risk management models uh, were not in place for Celsius or FTX, and you know I really think that the biggest thing that you have to look for when you are uh, looking at these crypto exchanges that are offering these annual returns is really understand uh, what are the productive assets that are backing these companies. You need to run audits on these companies, and there's still a way that you can look to see uh doing research on the company and seeing what assets are are available on these platforms you know i think that you know another thing you need to pay attention to is make sure that um these very high returns with promises of little or no risk is, is a is something you need to looking for when it's a ponzi scheme uh with these and with these different centralized crypto exchanges i think the lack of liquidity uh, a lot of these companies even what we've seen with ftx most of their assets That their so called assets that were backing their FTT token were all illiquid. So they had them in a lot of uh, other altcoins, and it wasn't tangible assets that were actually backed by something like something backed by gold or backed by Bitcoin. FTX had very little Bitcoin um, on their balance sheet. So I think those are some things to pay attention to. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, you need to uh make sure that there are productive assets actually backing these yields that a lot of these platforms are uh, promoting um, but that wraps it up for this video um, if you all can please continue to like subscribe and share uh, if you're listening on the podcast uh, don't forget to rate leave a review and also share this with your family and friends um, I'll put some resources in the notes Uh, So you can be able to look at ways of how you can properly research the centralized exchanges to look out for these different counterparty risks so you can avoid uh, having to uh, be taken advantage of in the case of what we've seen with FTX, Celsius, a lot of these different platforms. Um, But I thank you all so much for watching and take care.